This podcast contains strong language and adult situations. If that's not your thing, you've been warned. Welcome back, fuckers, to the Fuck My Work Life podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Kay. And I'm Jay. And this is the podcast where we read your workplace stories to you. And sometimes we have special guests on. Like this time. Like today. We've got Zach with us. Hi, Zach. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. It's been a lifelong dream. <laughs> I can. I know. I mean. <laughs> for at least the past uh, three months. Maybe. Not the first time we've heard that. <laughs> we are very desirable. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. Come on. You're, you're living the dream. You are allowing people to get the points out about their workplace or their past work. And they have people listening because a lot of these people have it bottled up and they're like, I just want to get it out. Oh, and now there's a podcast for this. Thank you. I know. I know. It's such, it was such an epiphany when we talked about starting this podcast, we were drunk. <laughs> no. Naturally. <laughs> Okay, I was drunk. I was probably a little tipsy. <laughs> but actually, like it, it came about when I, I tend to have arguments with people in my head that I wish I had in real life. And I was having such an argument in my head with one of my supervisors. And it was like, no, it'd be really cool to just have a forum to like for people to just kind of get this shit off their chest. In an anonymous fashion, some of it has ended up not really being anonymous. And it's, you know, up to the person telling the story, but it, it does seem very cathartic for a lot of people. A lot of venting, yes. a lot of work, you know, yeah. you just hent it up and you just need to vent. And this is a great outlet, whether they write in or they're lucky enough to, to join you on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, or... we're, we're glad you think it's a great outlet. Before <laughs> we go 20 minutes into our podcast, why don't you tell us about the podcast that you guest on or, or, or what you do? What do I do? Um, all right. Well, for for a profession, uh, I program and talk in in radio, and I've been doing that since high school. So a couple couple decades. I enjoy it. I love it. I don't know what I would do if I got a real job. So my daily activity is talking and listening to music. It's it's really rough. For the podcasts, I have been guesting with the main one is the Neatcast with Jeremy. Mike and Mark. And I've known Jeremy and Mike for a long time. I originally met them. Uh, I was a big World of Warcraft player and I transferred to their realm and I was just looking for a guild. And Jeremy said, oh, hey, can you heal? Sure, I, I can heal. And then they got me into the uh, guild and I played with them for a number of years until one day I was actually heading out to New York. I live in New Hampshire. There, a bunch of them were out in the in the New York area, and I was going to be about an hour from them. And uh, I, I reached out and said, "Hey, anybody available?" And one of them was, and met up with uh, with Justin, and that was my first contact of these people that I've been playing online with for like three or four years. Yeah. And from there, I actually met Jeremy and Mike and uh, all my New York friends. And from there, we've we've maintain being friends and they're still tolerating me to this day to the point that they invite <laughs> me on their podcast, which is a lot of fun. And, and Neatcast is just pop culture, news, yeah. sports, and Mike loves cryptids. Yeah. So if you like spooky stuff, tune in for that. Um, another podcast I guest on 
uh, is effing cultured, where if you need culture in your life, you can get effing cultured with Bobby <laughs> Griffin, Rick, and they cut talk about pop culture. They uh, they get to that line. You know how there's always a line. Oh, yeah, they're there. And they like to maybe stick their toe over a little bit or jump. It depends on the episode. Um, they also do episodes, which you guys would be great for. It's called Fermented Fruit. Mm-hmm. And you you look at Rotten Tomatoes and you pick movies that are rotten by their standards. Mm-hmm. And you get drunk watching it. And then you try to figure out at the end if it's rotten or if it's fermented. Oh, wow. And we, we did Masters of the Universe. We've done Mortal Kombat Annihilation. They've done a bunch, but those are just the two that I've done. Uh, so that's a, a shit show in a hat. It's a lot of fun. That sounds fun. <laughs> so so do you watch the movie when you're on the podcast or do you watch it before you go on the podcast? We will we'll get together uh, about 15 minutes ahead of time. We will record the intro and then we'll part ways. Uh, we, we don't kind of do a group watch. We'll watch on our own. Okay. And, but we'll be communicating. We'll have a group chat started, whether it be through Discord or Messenger. And we'll be shooting comments back and forth throughout the entire thing. And then we get back after that. We'll talk for another half hour, 45 minutes, breaking down the movie, trying to be comprehensive of, of anything that we say <laughs> sometime there's been at least one i don't know a couple times that either people can't make it back on for the podcast <laughs> or they walk away and they don't come back they just That's disappear. You know it's a horrible movie right <laughs> or they've just had to drink <laughs> which could be because it's a horrible movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. we don't know and the, uh, the last podcast that I uh, guest on, it's called Podcasters Assemble, which is based off the whole idea of Avengers Assemble. And it's a movie hype series that started with the MCU leading up to Endgame. And then every season, they typically will pick a upcoming movie and they'll go through the different movies leading up to that. So the first season was the MCU. Then they covered Star Wars. They did James Bond, which is technically still happening. Yeah, because we're waiting for it. Yeah, um, they did uh, Godzilla King Kong. They then I, that's where I jumped on with them. Then we did Mortal Kombat, and now we are going to be doing Ghostbusters. And this is open ah. for any podcaster anywhere that it's podcasters coming together, and it's a very I love the 80s, 90s kind of feel oh, nice. where yeah. you're inputting different audio from different people. So you, everyone pre-records it anywhere from like three to 15 minutes of breaking down and talking about a movie, what they love, what they hated, whatever it is. And they edit it together. Oh, wow. And for Ghostbusters, it'll be the the two prime movies, uh, the the game that was based upon the third movie script, the reboot, and then Afterlife when it comes out. And they'll probably do a bonus about the the cartoon series. So that that's what Podcasters Assemble is all about. And then we are doing cool. a super secret uh, spinoff that's going to be focusing on movies that don't make the cut. So like Star Wars was all the, the um, Skywalker saga, one through nine. Mm-hmm. But we nobody talked about Solo or Rogue One. So we'll oh, be talking yeah. about those. Okay. So we'll, we kind of get the... Um, the redheaded stepchildren <laughs> that are included. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I do with my spare time is jump from podcast to podcast between those three and then appearing as a guest wherever, wherever I can, whenever people want to tolerate me. So <laughs> you guys are stuck with me for a little bit. I'm sorry. We're fine with no, that. We're, we're good. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. It sounds pretty awesome. 
You sounds get like, like and it also sounds like you're pretty fucking busy. Yeah. <laughs> I am I am busy. Uh pretty much every week is a podcast um which isn't even a normal me being on on just neatcast a lot of times it's all right i'm gonna go guest over here or uh or, or i'm doing something with neatcast or effing cultured so it, it's very busy but i'm having fun like everybody we're doing it because we have a lot of fun just like you yeah. guys doing it every week and yeah. talking either amongst yourselves or, or having guests on yeah and you you get the best part of it because you can just go on and shoot the shit and talk yeah. and then you don't have to edit it it's all the fun and none of the responsibility <laughs> exactly but i i will because um podcasters assemble is such a tremendous uh amount to take on because you're you're editing together anywhere from four to like nine people into oh. a single podcast I, i'm going to be doing one of those so it doesn't fall on the one poor guy eric who's been doing it for i don't know like three seasons now so we're going to split it up and we're each going to take a movie to help keep his his sanity his sanity yeah yeah i get that that I is bet. a lot i i like the guy so i'd rather he stick around <laughs> and not burn out i mean yeah. I, i've watched k edit stuff <laughs> man it's rough <laughs> it takes a little bit of practice I, I mean i do it with my main job through radio but not to the level of trying to put people together in a long-form conversation yeah everything i do editing for is commercials and promos and imaging it's not not like that it it takes a lot of time yeah, it's actually, I mean, when it was just Jay and I in season one, that was easy. And then we started adding in like more audio tracks with guests. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> it was definitely a learning curve. I think I, I got my my lesson doing the 100 things we learned from film episode because it was three audio tracks. And that was that was fun. Mm -hmm. And you had four people. Yeah. 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 So like a lot of talking over each other because we were we were very drunk. Oh, yeah, and we were pretty. <laughs> what? Well, also, it's kind of. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm i pretty sure I was like at least a six pack deep before we even started <laughs> recording. Yeah. My, but, my problem is it's tough to get to a six pack deep because all of my craft beer that I like drinking is usually so intense and heavy that after three i'm going i'm feeling good yeah if i go one yeah. i'm running out of room because they all come in massive freaking cans now but two it i i'm getting old yeah. i can't i can't keep yeah. drinking that much <laughs> it hurts those are thick too they're yeah. usually like thick beers and <laughs> like just a lot to take he mm -hmm. normally drinks cores which yeah you know they're light there's they're hardly anything so he can it's, get through six real quick yeah, you know, oh. I've put I've put worse things in my mouth than cores, so that's fine. <laughs> well, look, when we're recording like this, it takes me about 20 minutes, 30 minutes to go through four beers, five beers. So if we record for an hour and a half, I, I'm looking at, you know, a 12 pack, maybe a mm -hmm. little more. And that's no good. <laughs> nope. you, you need a light beer for that i mean it's yeah if i was if i was doing like craft beers i i would be on the floor yeah i would have nothing to offer but slurs <laughs> yep yeah i mean i do, i should have grabbed a light beer i'm drinking a double ipa at the moment i don't Ooh. know why yeah, but I'm... it's delicious but i don't know why i grabbed this one just because it's it's hot as balls right now in new england well yeah, so while we're talking about it we should probably just go into we drink because we work. That's right. It's true. Because that's pretty much why most adults drink. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm very jealous of Zach because it sounds like you're a, a rare unicorn 
and you actually love your job. <laughs> I I do. I mean, every job has its moments, and I'll talk about yeah. some of some of the things in my past that I've done or I've witnessed. Because no matter how perfect your job is or how much you love it, there always is something that'll get to you. And everything I talk about, again, it's a small percentage of what I experience, but it also sticks out that much more because it happens so rarely. That when it does happen, you go, what, 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 how, why? It actually stops the gears because you're running so smoothly. Yeah. So you're, you're lucky that you, for the most part, enjoy your job, but you do have those days where, you know, it might be a little bit more stressful than others. Mm-hmm. So how do you, what are you drinking today to combat those issues? So for me, uh, two of my favorite favorite breweries um, up here in New Hampshire. There's one called Kettlehead in Tilton, New Hampshire. They're a local brewery, which we've worked with actually behind me. You can actually see this um, nice big. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's actually what the can look like. Our station made that with them uh, for a couple of years. That was my dream. Nice. Rocking out with your hops out. <laughs> Rocking out with your hops out. And uh, it, it was a double IPA, IPA and it was delicious. So Kettlehead um, teamed up with Trillium Brewing, which is based out of the Boston area. And Trillium is very delicious. They have had some great beer, um, which they are uh, they are very tough to get. Just like Treehouse, if you've heard of them down in the Massachusetts area, a lot of people mm-hmm. line up for hours to get their beer. Oh, wow. So Kettlehead and Trillium did a collab and it's called side trail to double IPA and it is 8.3% uh, double and it's delicious. I love it. Came out this summer and this is my last one. So I figured I will break it out for F my work life. Oh, thank That's you. Right. You can say fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless, it's weird. Cause I'm not allowed to, <laughs> I will sometimes self edit myself because I don't know my job and FCC, but then other times I won't. I have no control over it. It just yeah. happens. Yeah. We have no filter or edit. Nope. <laughs> then you're perfect. Do not plan on getting one anytime soon. <laughs> so what are you drinking, Jay? It's not Coors today, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. I went to the store and I got a Ballast Point. Ooh. Aloha Sculpin Hazy. So it is an IPA. Uh, Ballast Point is... Local. They're local, yeah, but I think they also, like, I think they branched out yeah, they, quite a bit. They started a local, lot of, yeah. I think a lot of the the craft be- craft brewing companies out here in San Diego have branched out quite a bit because there was a while there where Sandy, well, it might even still be San Diego was like the the craft brewing mecca. So it's an Aloha Sculpin Hazy IPA, and you said it, it's it smells fruity. It smells like like pineapple guava or like, yeah, or like pineapple orange. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't want to taste it because I don't like IPAs. But <laughs> I've had their regular Sculpin and I yeah. think I I, I got to go through untapped. I liked it. That was a decent one. And I think I have one of their Victory at Sea still down in my basement, which was, uh, from what I remember, a delicious porter. So yeah. they're out there, too. They yeah. do get out here. We yeah. uh, luckily in New Hampshire, the breweries have gotten better, but they are better also at bringing in craft beer. And we've yeah. got uh, my town is a college town, so they actually do have craft beer coming in. Uh, and doesn't matter what store I go to, I can find stuff that's far away. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, um, they actually like the one IPA I could stomach was from Ballast Point. I 
I'm not even sure they make it anymore. The the habanero. Yeah, no. Sculpin. It was very spicy, but it was good because the spiciness yeah. cut out like some of that bitterness, which is what yeah. I'm not a huge fan of. But it was it was good. I haven't seen it in a long time though. Have you ever tried the New England style IPAs? I have not. No. If you ever find a New England style IPA, and it doesn't have to be from New England, it's just the 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 style, the, the style that they do, uh, how they brew it, they tend to be less potent hoppy and a little bit more juicy. Mm. And that's what I have found. Um, sometimes I enjoy getting punched in the mouth by an IPA. <laughs> sometimes I like a little bit of dank juiciness. Yeah. It depends, but a New England style tends to be a little bit juicier. You may, that might be some IPAs that you would enjoy. I'm willing to try it. And if you don't, you you pass it to Jay. That's right. He will drink anything. I don't give a shit (laughs) at all. Like I don't go for IPAs right away, but if I'm somewhere and like, I need a fucking beer and all they have is IPAs, bring it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) bring it on. And and I'm also going to follow that up because behind my IPA, I have a Coors Light. A palate cleanser. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> Peace water. Peace water, as Mark <laughs> said. As the hundred things from film would say. And then behind that, I also have another. another you're IPA. just lining them up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, well, can I? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's Go, okay. ahead. Go ahead, babe. I'm sorry. I am drinking. This one is from Slow Brew, which is out of San Luis Obispo, which I think you were not far from visiting recently, right? I was. We I'll tell the story after that, but you, you let's hear about your beer. My beer. So Slow Brew out of San Luis Obispo. This is one of my favorite beers. It's their pink lemonade lager. It's very pretty. It actually ah. is kind of pink, but this is kind of their, their seasonal summer beer. And it's only out, of course, in the summer. So I try to stock up when they when I can find it and make it last as long as possible until it comes out again the next summer. But it's very good. It's very light. I like light lagers, wheat beers. That's kind of my my jam. Oh, especially during the summer. I mean, I, I uh, love that during the summer. This is actually my favorite time because now I'm seeing all my fall beer and I love falls. I love porters and browns, oh, Oktoberfest yeah. stouts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love the, if I could drink them during the summer and not die, I would. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they're sometimes are a little heavy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I, we actually were out uh, just North of St. Louis Obispo in uh, Cambria. Mm-hmm. We were out there for a friend's wedding. My wife uh, ha- had a friend that she's known since high school, and we got uh, an invite out. And I had never been to California, so we made it a little mini vacation. St. Louis Obispo, beautiful place, oh, yeah. lovely, uh, great shopping, great walking, great brewery, breweries mm-hmm. as well. A lot of great beer. I loved Barrel House. That was a lot of fun being down there. Yeah, it like sounds we, familiar, yeah, I but like I, been there. I can't pin it. I thought it was funny when you guys were talking about it, I believe on Neatcast, and you were like, what do you expect the weather to be like this time you're there? And I was like, cloudy yeah. and yep. chilly. <laughs> and you're exactly that central coast. Yeah. Yep. It, you you get a late summer there. Like the summer, they call it Indian summer. It doesn't start until like late September, October, but the summers are overcast and chilly. Yep. <laughs> It was amazing how a 45 minute drive would make the difference of Cambria, 60 and cloudy. St. Louis was 75 and sunny. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Yeah. It's uh, it's very different here because there are days where we wake up in the morning and it's 60 degrees outside, which is cold. It's cold to us. (laughs) (laughs) That's cold for here. 
it's a heat wave for us, depending on the time of year. <laughs> well, during, during the summer, you know, it's like 60 degrees outside. You wake up in the morning and then you drive inland, not even 10 minutes. And it's fucking 80. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's 80 degrees and it's, it's this little microclimate yeah, everywhere. It's very... <laughs> it is weird here. I'd prefer like actual real seasons other states have, but here we are. Good old sunny Southern California most of the time. Most of, it, most of the time, <laughs> unless you live on the coast and then, then it's usually marine layer. You know, I'll, I'll say you, you don't have to shovel or snow blow your driveways. Nope. So that you don't no. have to do. Don't no. have to do that. We have that. Yeah. yeah. We, we get that. Chipping oh, wow. ice off the windshield. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, we have the, we have the um, remote starters. So that helps oh, you yeah. stand inside, you click the button and off it comes. And then you give it five minutes and go out and most of it is melted. So you can, you know, have a much easier go at it. Yeah. Yeah. I lived in Colorado for two years and we did not have oh. remote start cars at that point. Luckily, mm. it was fairly mild the couple winters I was there, but it was a shock being a, a Southern California girl to wake up in the morning and have your car completely covered in snow. And like, how do I... How do I get to my car? Oh my god, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> I hate this. How how do I how do I do? Yes. What <laughs> anything? Somebody, no manual. Tell me. It was beautiful though. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And the falls. Oh god. I miss a real Leaves fall. Change. Yeah, oh. we get leaf peepers up here. That'll be starting in the next, you know, month and a half. That's my favorite. I want to go to the East Coast for a, a real fall at some point. No, let it, let us know. I mean, you're going to be heading over to Scotland. I mean, chat yeah. smash in the UK. I mean, <laughs> East Coast, you get us. We, we, we're all over the place. You have friends everywhere. You're going to have the best vacation. Yeah, Got to do, do a tour just of everywhere. Go to to I can't I can never remember if it's North or South Carolina where Drunk Theory is. It's one of the Carolinas. Just go <laughs> everywhere and visit everyone. <laughs> that's that's my dream job. It's a good plan. We got to like make money during this podcast so we can just travel everywhere and have fun. I think that's what everyone says when they start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's just fun to do no matter the outcome. (laughs) As long as you're enjoying it and then, you know, and still, honestly, you have the freedom to do what you want. Yeah. Once you get a sponsor. Yeah. You may not be able to say certain things depending on the sponsor. Oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, Disney is not signing yeah, up clearly. Well, Disney can yeah. suck it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'd go for that. Even if they told me like, hey, we'll give you two million dollars a year for your podcast, I'd be like, Can I say cunt and come fart? No, fuck you. <laughs> I don't think Disney would be looking for a, a podcast called Fuck My I'm, Work Life. I'm lying. If they said two million dollars a <laughs> yeah, year for a podcast, okay. I'd be like, What do you do? You want me to talk in a Mickey Mouse voice? Yeah. Where do I where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> Gee, <Pluto. laughs> a man of many talents. I would I would be down. It, it would be tough to say no. Yeah, at this point in my life, <laughs> do I can I quit my job? Oh, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's another thing. If Disney came to us to uh, to us to us, <laughs> if Disney came to us and said <laughs> and said two million dollars a year for your podcast, and I said fuck you, I also have I, I'd be walking around for a couple of weeks with one of her shoes up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> you said no to what? Yep. <laughs> I did it. I did it for the podcast. I swear. 
<laughs> the sanctity of the podcast. I don't know. We're having fun. Yeah. It's fine. All right. I'm getting drunk. So oh, let's uh, okay. <laughs> get into some, some workplace stories. I know you've got some Zach, right? I do. I have, I have some, they're all short before I guess we get into all of your, um, your, your submissions. So I used to work at a small theme park up here in New Hampshire. And so you have a lot of tourists that would come in to said, um, theme park i was one of the i don't know if entertainers is the right word tour guide i guess would be more apt and most tourists and guests that you would get are are great people everything that i talk about whether my current job or my past jobs majority is great people but then you get the sum that they're not that great and sometimes it's just little annoying things like when they ask what time the 1130 train ride is. <laughs> hmm. What time is the 12 o'clock bear show? Do these bumper boats have brakes? You know, things like that. It, 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 it builds on you over a couple seasons and you, and yeah, and you, you start to develop a twitch mm-hmm. and you don't realize it. Cause yeah. you're, you can't, you're not this, you can't be this serious. You just asked me what time the thing. 2 p.m. That's what time the 12 o'clock train ride is. What? What? Yeah. Come well, on. The train ride goes on West Coast time. So <laughs> you missed it three hours ago. Even though we're here on the East Coast. You That's right. Moron. Uh, I, I have working in a, a theme park. I, I learned that the bane of everyone's existence in a theme park is popcorn. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Oh, I bet. And, and kids can't hold on to it. You see a child with popcorn. You go, no, please don't. Parents, hold on. Want to kick them? Please hold on. I, I never got to that point. But I mean, the parents, hold, please. And if in the parents, it's like, I don't know if it's res- lack of respect or what it is, but certain parents just didn't care what their kids were doing. Mm-hmm. They could run around with disregards of rules, jumping chains and ropes and doing whatever or dumping food and water. And you know who's cleaning that up? It's us. And we're yeah. not necessarily paid to go do that yeah but we need to do it because it's a mess and i don't want people walking through four feet of soda as you're trying to get onto a bumper boat yeah yeah oh god so stuff like that at the theme park was annoying people that wouldn't listen to you uh was was the biggest problem but most people were fine they were great they were appreciative they were friendly i think the biggest thing that i was a I was consistently accused of ruining people's lives, like flat out (laughs) ruining lives. There are trained bears at this, at this uh, attraction. Like bears. Yeah. Black bears. Okay. They're, they're raised in captivity. um, And, and they uh, are fed ice cream and, and dog food. And they are, well, very well cared for live way past the age of a normal black bear out in the wild. Sorry, I have to stop you. Are they mm-hmm. really fed ice cream? Yeah, it's a treat. I fed ice cream. Do you want to dress up as a bear? I can bring okay. it. Hey, man. <laughs> can you dribble a basketball? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so the these bears, um, you know, they do that. They have the different shows, uh, you know, on and off throughout the day. At, at the end of the day, you're done with your train rides. You're done with your your shows. Everything's winding down. Part of my job was to stand at the door and let people back in at the end of the day if they had a stamp. And if they didn't, 
you can't come back in. We're closing in a half hour. You could see the bears from outside if they decide to climb the uh, the tree poles that they had. The bears could climb up and they had platforms up there and they can climb up and down because they're they're black bears. It's not they're they're big, but they're not nearly as big as like a brown or a Kodiak or anything like that. They're they're pushing like the, the black bears are like usually around like 250, hmm. uh, maybe 300. You know, those are getting big. People oh would God, always ask I'm what time is them. <laughs> People would ask what time the bears climb the poles. Um, I don't know. I don't know their They're schedule. Bears. Yeah. They do. They don't they really have a schedule. But every day at the end of the day, if I if I was standing at the main entrance, people would be coming in and they would just tell me like, oh, I'm just going in to see the bears. Can I see your hand stamp? No, I'm just going in to see the bears. Well, no, no I'm sorry. I can't let you just go in to see the bears. I, I don't know where you're going to go after that. I we have to we're closing down every day. A father or mother told me how horrible I was because I ruined their day that they just drove from Connecticut or Maine or South Carolina or wherever just to see the bears. And I was the a-hole that was stopping and ruining their children's dream of seeing the bears. You asshole. I know. And usually the kids didn't really care. Right. But every once in a while there was a and I would love for the it's neat. I would love for the people to go see the bears. But all these people all day have paid to paid to come in to the park. They've been doing everything. I can't just let you come in because one, you didn't pay. And two, I'm kind of responsible if I let you in. I remember a couple times the the worst one that really ticked me off was when a child actually was upset that they couldn't go inside. Most people actually were understanding. And they say, okay, I get it. But every once in a while, I would get a father or a mother, typically a father, though. I don't know, because guys are assholes. I know I'm one. <laughs> and they and the kid would start crying and they would say, sorry, we can't go in. The mean man won't let us. Aww. He won't let us go in to see the bears that you wanted to go see. I'm just and he's looking right at me and I'm going, nope, yeah, I I, won't. <laughs> I, I, I'm still not letting you in, I guess. I guess I'm that asshole. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, I felt bad for the kids, but at the same time, I'm going, I go fuck yourself. <laughs> Come on. It's not my fault. Yeah, yeah exactly. The kids were innocent. They didn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> they were just excited. Yeah. A lot of times it's the parents, the parents. Yeah. It, very little were kids ever. It's always the parents. Every day. <laughs> it's like anything, this, the self-entitlement. Yeah. Uh, and that's like the yes. grounds for everything with work, no matter if it's an employee or a customer or a client or whatever, it almost always comes down to self-entitlement. And that's what a lot of it was. And that, that I think was the worst part. It was never really anything with the job. I actually liked my job. I had a lot of fun entertaining, excuse me, and just being a tour guide. But, um, but certain people, certain guests were like, Jesus, you just went way overboard on that. And I, I'm sorry for ruining your life and your child's life. I hope they I'm not, I'm not going to pay for their therapy, but uh, yeah. good luck. <laughs> Sorry. Thought, so these people, they didn't want to actually pay to get in. They just thought you would just come. You would just let them in to see the bears. Yeah. At the well, at, at the end of the day, like your average day was like, you know, busy season was like nine to six or 10 to five. Take, take your pick. And most of them, on, honestly, what most of the scenarios were, they were in the area and they were already doing something that day. Or they went to another. They went to another attraction. They went to another park. They went and did something, and you see the bears as you drive by. You see the gift shop. You see all of this, 
and so you go, oh, we're going to stop in. Let, let's go see if we can see him. The main door is half open because you have pe- that's your only exit right now is through yeah. the main entrance. So, and even there's a sign outside that says, "Sorry, we're closed for today," but people will just walk right by. They will they will go do something else, and then they'll park, and then they'll say, "All right, let's go in and see the bears." And they'd use the excuse of, oh, well, we just came to do this one thing and you're ruining it for us. So I'm sorry if they did. I'll tell you, if they did come in while the um, the the, I don't know what they were. Ticketmaster, I think they were called the guy who actually a guy or girl that's selling the tickets. If you get in after a certain time, they'll sell it to you. They'll sell you a ticket for half price and then you come back the next day for free. So as long as you showed up while they were the ticket booth was still open, yeah, you pay yeah Good. half the price for everybody, and you get a whole next day for so whatever you didn't you know you didn't see the train ride, you didn't get this or that. Come back tomorrow, deal for you. Come on, come on back. We'd love to have you. But it was the people that would come in in the last like half hour, twenty minutes that would be nope. This is what I'm doing. You can't. You, <laughs> you can't. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> there are there are rules, and I'm sorry. I know it may not be what you're used to, but that's how it is. Come on, Zach. The rules don't apply to everyone. Yeah. I know. Come on. I'm, I remember once uh, a girl uh, was there with her family and they asked where the closest Starbucks was. And I said, unfortunately, we don't have Starbucks, but we do have a Dunkin's down the road. And she looked at me dead straight and said, how do you live? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, how do you live without my God. Starbucks? I mean, and I did. I honestly, I didn't have Starbucks until probably college. Yeah. Like we just, where I grew up, I grew up in a small town. My high school was four towns together with forty-seven kids in my graduating class. Oh wow, tiny. Damn. I, I, I am from small town, New Hampshire. But yeah, some people that would come in. How how do you live? What is there to do? Lots lots to do. Yeah, just not what you're expecting. I have an imagination. I, I go play outside mm. and, you know, make my own fun. And uh, my favorite <laughs> toy growing up was a stick. Yeah, Come on. that's right. <laughs> what we had you know, technology. What's that? Yeah, we stick, didn't have woods and mm-hmm. mud. Like we that's had Nintendo up growing up, but we didn't yep. have iPads and phones. We went outside when we got home from school and did our homework and we played in the dirt. Yeah. And we came home when the streetlights came on. <laughs> that, that was the same exact thing. Yeah. I had an NES and that was that was it, you know, for, for entertainment. But everything else was outside. Yeah. I didn't have a choice when I was growing up. It was, hey, you awake? Eat this. Get the fuck out and don't come <laughs> back until it's dark. It's good weather. Yeah. Why are you inside? <laughs> Get out. Oh, you don't want to go play? I've got a lawn that needs mowing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to go. We didn't even get that choice. Like you don't want to go play. You got to mow the lawn. It's uh, you can't go play until you mow the lawn. And once you mow the lawn, get the fuck out of my house <laughs> and you don't come back until the street lights are on. <laughs> if I was lucky, I had the choice. <laughs> <laughs> If I was lucky, I did. I wasn't always lucky. Uh, that was actually really my first my first main job. Um, I had actually done uh, hiking before that and bringing Flatlanders into the woods and bringing them back out alive. And that was fun for a while. Uh, but people that were unprepared uh, were, were a big thing. But uh, but I only did that for one summer. Uh, my next job after college was when I first got in the radio. And I love it. I love my job. Most everyone I deal with is great. Very little complaints about employees I've ever worked with. Listeners, by the most part, are great people. But every once in a while, you get some entitled bastards uh-huh. yeah. that they they want some more. 
know, you give them a pair of tickets and they go, well, what about, um, what about my other, I got, I got like three kids and you gave me, you gave me two ski tickets. I, I just saved you $275. That's what I just did. Um, I'm sorry about your other two kids. Yeah, but that's not enough. (laughs) I know it's not enough. I know it's not. You need to accommodate my whole family. (laughs) Yeah, but I called your radio station. (laughs) Even though I told you that you get a pair, you wanted more. And that that is on the rare occasion that 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 it does happen. But it but it has. I'm actually more likely to get someone to give me crap at a live event than I am when they come in to get a prize. When you're out at a live event, everyone loves free swag. Speaking yeah. of which, thank you for these. These are awesome. Oh, yeah, you got oh, them. Nice. Your own, Woo-hoo. your very own "fuck That's my work awesome. life" coaster and stickers. Yay. So thank you very much. That's awesome, guys. Um, everyone loves free swag. I love my free swag. Yeah. So when you're out doing an event, you obviously have free swag. Swag stands for shit we all get, yep. and everybody wants it. Yep. Everybody wants the T-shirt. Everyone wants the big ticket item, whatever it is. And if you have a, a spinning wheel or a uh, Price is Right, like puck drop, whatever, Plinko, you know, everyone has like a different type of game. Yeah. And there's a chance to it. That's mm-hmm. part of the deal. And when you don't win the tickets or you don't win the T-shirt or you don't win the big item, don't ask if you can trade your fucking notepad. <laughs> no. Your notepad is not worth the tickets to Guns and Roses. I'm yeah. sorry. There is a difference. But some people, some people want that. Some people need that. I remember once we did, uh, we were working with a local venue. We had, uh, we were presenting all the shows that night. And I forget exactly who it was. Blues Travelers, Collective Soul, Live. And I forget who else. And we had backstage passes, meet and greet, side stage passes for each of the different bands. And we had a uh, show us your your hawk because the hawk is our mascot for the station. And, um, you know, one of the phrases is rock out with your hawk out. (laughs) Clever. (laughs) People actually people like that. And if you don't say it enough, they get angry. So it was, hey, show us show us your hawk. And so people made banners because we wanted people to have banners all over the pavilion, holding them up with the frequency and the station and this and that. All right, bring these to the venue and we will be judging and handing these out to great creative ones. And there were some amazing, amazing posters and signs that people made. And we were handing these things out and we had a, we actually had a fair amount of them. So a lot of people were getting these. One guy came over and said, oh, hey, you're, you're, you're handing out meet and greets. Can I have one? Well, no, we're, we're doing a contest and you need to, you know, we promoted it for weeks saying that if you're coming to the contest, whether you win tickets or you buy tickets, you got to make this thing. And then we'll, if we like it, we'll give, we'll give you a pass. And honestly, practically everyone that made one got a pass. All right. So this guy proceeds to then give me some crap because he didn't know about it. I'm, I'm sorry you weren't listening that we talked about it for two or three weeks straight. So he then goes, he then asks, oh, do I have to, can I create it now? Yeah. I, I, sure. Like the, show, the show's starting in, I don't know, a half hour. Yeah, sure. Whatever. So he takes off. He comes back like, I don't know, 15 minutes later, literally with a piece of paper towel and <laughs> nice. has written the station on it and, you know, <laughs> the Hawk Rocks or whatever. He's like, I made it. 
And I had a part timer with me and she looks over at me. She's like, no, don't, (laughs) don't do it. Don't. And I'm looking at him going, no, I can't. I can't know these that uh, the people put like time and energy into this. And you took a marker and wrote it on paper towel Went into and the then bathroom. Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the bathroom sold yeah. you whatever you smoked before you came in here. But that's not how this works. <laughs> that's not how any of this works. So then he gets all pissed off and chucks it at me and runs off like bitching and moaning. I I'm again, I'm sorry that I'm not, is fulfilling your desire. There's certain yeah. rules and requirements for a contest. I'm sorry. It doesn't align with what you want. I apologize ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm apologizing because people are listening nearby. But yeah. really, and fuck you. <laughs> you, have, you have to always be the professional. Yeah. Always be and always try to be the hero. That's the biggest thing. Always try to be the hero. But sometimes you just you can't because people are just they're so entitled that yeah. they they think that they deserve this. And um, yeah, yeah that, I, that's I have little things like that that have gone on. I will say, and I just actually told Luke about this and and maybe he'll use it on something more annoying in, in the future. But um, there is someone following me, guys. They've been following me for years and I don't know who it is. What? I've worked for three separate companies in radio. Shit, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is, but there's some, this really grinds my fucking gears because there is somebody in my office, wherever I work, they don't let the microwave finish counting down and they don't clear it. And I'm, I'm not that tall, but I'm around six, six, one. I stand well above the microwave where I can't actually see the time. So I walk into the microwave and I open up the door. And I put my hot pocket or whatever the hell I'm putting in there to roast up and make it nuclear warm for my face. And then I close the door and then I go to hit the buttons. And you know what doesn't happen? I don't get to set my time because there's still five damn seconds left on the microwave. And you (laughs) and it wastes at least three seconds of my life figuring out that there's still five seconds left. That's three seconds I never get back. And this has been going on for my entire radio career. Someone has been doing this to me. And I don't know who it is. It is. <laughs> and I I work with many different people. I don't work with anybody anymore from previous companies. Someone's doing it. Different buildings. Mm. What if you have a split personality and you're doing it to yourself? Oh, you know, <laughs> I am a Gemini. So it wouldn't oh, surprise me. It could, it could actually be me. What's the name of that movie? Fight Club. I, no, I no, can no, be no, fight no. clubbing. My, the, oh, identity. The one that's recently. I don't know. Uh, is it split? I have no idea. Well, uh, split. The split did have yeah the multiple personality from. But um, he had like 20. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had like twenty, and he yeah. kept the girls in the uh, down in the cave. Mm-hmm. And oh, yep. I have no idea what. This yeah, I know. I let you go to sleep before okay. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, it's from the M Night Shyamalan. It's a sequel to Unbreakable. I actually like I. I also had a little thing on on Luke's podcast where I talked about people who microwave fish. Yes, in the office. Mm -hmm. I remember that episode. That happened almost daily where we were. Daily. Oh, oh, yeah. And yeah, 
I've gotten to the point I'm old enough now where all of my fucks are gone and I will walk through that break room being like someone microwaved fish again. That smells disgusting. No, the worst <laughs> part is, is it's not like uh, they microwaved. Microwaved. It, it, <laughs> I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's not like they microwaved like, like a, a breaded, you know, like long John Silver's fish. You know, it's like the shit you buy from the freezer section of the grocery store. No, they bring in raw fish, like raw fish, and this is how they cook it. They they put it in a bed of rice, and they put saran wrap over the top with a little bit of water in there, and they put it in for like two minutes, and that's how they cook their fish. It's like they steam their fish in the microwave at work. Oh God. It's the grossest. Yeah. And, and, it, there, and there's nothing you can do. And it goes there's everywhere. Nothing you can do. That smell travels into oh, yeah. every nook and cranny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. Like we work, we work in a in an office where the break room is you have to leave the work floor to go into the break room. And there's pretty big doors. And even with those doors closed. That shit permeates through the floor and the walls. <laughs> anyway, yes, don't microwave, microwave fish in a public area. <sighs> Let's take a moment to hear from another great indie podcast. Hey there, I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And together, we are Sass and Sips, a watch rewatch podcast. We want to personally invite you to check out our podcast, where we'll be discussing TV shows from two perspectives. One who has seen the show before. And one who's not so sure. While we drink a lot. I mean, like a lot, a lot. (laughs) Every season, we will focus on a new show. And for our first season, we have chosen the iconic show, Lost. We hope that you will come over and check us out. We can be found on your favorite podcast platform or at sassandsips.com. If you're down for drinks, friends, and television, then make sure you listen and subscribe. Because we're down for all of it. Yes. So listen with your bestie. Open your favorite bottle and sip and sass with Sass and Sips. And we're back. Make sure you go give that podcast a listen. All right. What do you got for us, Jay? All right. I got a story from Amanda and Jesse from the See You Next Tuesday podcast. And before we get into this podcast, <laughs> I love the name of it. We, sorry. Before we get into this story, I want you to understand how this is spelled. <laughs> C-E-E-U. Like the letter U. Next Tuesday. So take the first letter from every word. Cunt <laughs> is what it spells. Well, I always, I don't love that word, but I love the fact that over here, it is such a damning word that if you say yes. that, it's like, <gasps> but then yes. it's like, any of the guys over over the po- you hop across the pond, it's a common word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Use. yeah. yeah it, I mean, over there, it can almost be used as like a friendly word. <laughs> like, oh, you fucking cut. 
<laughs> you know. <laughs> but we we say we say different words over here, and they go, "What? Oh yeah, yeah you say that word over here, and you know, them's fighting words." Yeah. Well, Fanny mm. has a completely different meaning over here too. All right, let's get into the story. <laughs> okay. We are not going to tell which stories are Amanda and which stories are Jesse, but we both have some. So enjoy. <laughs> we will. Okay. And the first one is the stolen dog. I have a coworker that we swear stole her dog. Her story is that she saw this dog with a collar walking around the neighborhood, and she tried to find the owner by knocking on doors, but couldn't. Then she took it to the vet to see if it was microchipped, and he was. So the vet tried to get in touch with the owners, but before the owners could be located, she had the dog neutered because that's what you do when when you take a dog to the vet to see if someone else owns it. You cut its fucking balls off. That's I'm, what you do. Would the vet actually do that, though? They're like, I think that there there is a little bit of responsibility on the vet for that. Because yeah. it's one thing if if you find a stray. Yeah. Because that's a big thing here is to you find a stray, let's spay or neuter them. But if you know that there is an owner, the <laughs> yeah. vet yeah. should not legally be doing that without consulting the owner. Well, let's, right. Let's check its microchip. Oh, it does have a micro- microchip. It, it looks like Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, own this dog. Let's go ahead and cut its yeah. balls off. Are you going to pay for it? You are? <laughs> We're good. I think usually there's a time limit, which it doesn't say in the story. Like if they contact the owners, there's a certain time limit um, before you can, I guess, I don't know, release ownership of the dog. But it it seems like the way it's written, it sounds like it happened really fast. Yep. They're micro-tripped. We left a message and then we neutered it. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll keep going. The owners finally called the vet back and she claims that they came to her house to say she could keep the dog because they couldn't take care of him anymore. This could just be me, but if I didn't want a dog anymore, I would just ignore the calls. Yeah. Very true. Also, she has the dog on anti-anxiety medication. (laughs) The dog is not anxious. He just wants to go the fuck home. Yeah, it sounds like maybe they found this dog in the neighborhood that they really wanted and just kind of, yeah, they were uh, like, yeah. yeah, I'm guessing they didn't take it to the vet to get microchip. They just took the dog and did their own fucking thing with it. Who knows? This could have been a dog that was like purebred. Maybe it was being. Uh, maybe they were hoping for a reward from the well, owners well yeah or, or it was purebred and and they the dog Open was to breed it. used for yeah. breeding and, mm-hmm. and yeah. they didn't want to let the dog go so they neutered it before before the owners could be let known and yeah. then once the owners were let known like oh they, you know yeah the dog's been neutered that's what happened with one of my mom's dogs that she has it was a breeding dog that got loose yeah and then you know, whoever found it, took it to the vet. They waited the appropriate amount of time and they spayed her. And then when the owners finally like went to the shelter and found out she was spayed, they're like, we don't want her anymore. because yeah, she's, she's no, no good to, to us. us. Poor yeah. puppy. That's unfortunate. I mean, I, I, I haven't had a dog for a, since I was a child, just, and we're not in a place that we can, because 
it wouldn't get the attention that it should get. And we're not going to bring a dog into that environment. When we get to a point that we can give the dog truly the intention that it should get, we will get a dog. We've had cats because they're far more independent and they're able to take care of themselves. And, you know, that's perfectly fine, you know, but even, even if I was only using the animal for, I think, breeding purposes, I would still personally, I would still have an, an attachment to it. There's no way I could avoid that. I don't think I could ever, I don't think I I could ever be that person who just has an animal as a breeding. There's no way. That's, it's just not in my genes. It's not how I'm wired. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't like, if I have an animal, that animal is my child. Yeah. They're part of the, they're definitely part of the family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Even the people, God bless them. The people that can like foster animals and foster them and adopt them out and foster them and adopt them out. God love them for doing that. I yeah. could not do it. I would have 400 animals. I'd be yeah. like, you would have everything you bring home. I swear. I'm just fostering this yeah. one as you put it in a cupboard. <laughs> yeah. It's This is your home. Every yep, person now. who comes to uh, try to adopt the animal, you're like, Mm, your toes look weird. You're not mm. getting my fucking cat. Uh, <laughs> your eyes little lazy. What are you talking about? No, I, I don't know. Why you got so many freckles? <laughs> you ain't going home with my cat. Yeah, you know, freckle freckles are kisses from Angel, and you were raped. I don't trust you. <laughs> Too many freckles. Too many freckles. <laughs> you fucking tramp. All right, let's switch gears. <laughs> Another story. Another story. This one's called, I work with someone who is in prison now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. This is actually our first episode of our podcast. But back in the day, I waited tables at the Black Eyed Pea. This girl I worked with is now in prison because her children were found at the bottom of a cliff and no one could find her. Holy shit. They found her in another city and she was sentenced to 60 years. Oh. Oh my God. I need to listen to this episode because I need more yes, details. Exactly. exactly. Wow. And this this podcast is called See You Next Tuesday. Yeah, see you next Tuesday. Oh yeah, it's right at the top. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And C is C E E and U is just the letter U. Yeah. For for the listeners. We we went over that at the beginning. I knew that. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I'm just reiterating, you know. Yeah. So that's a shit. How many people yeah. can say that they have worked with someone who's basically in prison for murder of their children? Of their children. Uh, I have tech. I have technically oh. worked with somebody that did kill someone. <gasps> I'm not going to go into details, <sighs> but I technically did. That's frightening. Yep. Didn't find out till later. But uh, but yes, oh, I God. I used to work with someone that did kill somebody. I went to high school with a few people who who killed people. That I do, yes, that I have. <laughs> that has happened. That's weird. Uh, you know, years later, you go. I went to high school with that fella or fell or girl. But I don't. I don't think I've known anyone who has committed murder uh, that I'm aware of. Uh, okay. <laughs> This is a great episode. I'm so yeah. glad you're on this one. It's very uplifting. <laughs> yeah, we have our we have our ups and downs. This is still it's still more uplifting than normally on Neatcast when we're just beating the tar out of Mike for no reason. Poor Mike. Yeah, I mean, come Poor on. Mike. My, I love Mike. He's so good. He takes everything. He's he's the best little boy. Mike, when you listen to this, he just does. know you're the best little boy. He you does. are. 
He's a good sport. Because I've heard the shit you guys have given him. And I'm just we're, like, we are the worst. How has he not like thrown his papers up in the air? But like, I'm fucking out. He just laughs his way through it. It's great. It, it's only a matter of time. He's making a list. And I think at the end of every episode, I do just enough that he crosses my name off. Yeah. It's like the guy in Billy Madison. (laughs) Except it's on a week by week basis. So I have to make sure by the end, I do something good enough to get my name crossed off. Bring him a Snickers bar. Here you go, Mike. (laughs) Here you go, buddy. Here's another Mothman hat. Right. We're 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 cool, right? We're cool. Okay. So this last story is, I've read these already. This last story is called, I said small or large. I waited tables at a Mexican restaurant and these big parties would come in and do this cute thing where they would sit the kids at one table and the adults at another. (laughs) This little crotch. (laughs) Wait, wait for it. This little crotch goblin. (laughs) That's a word. Ordered a queso. That's a word. I tried to ask the parents if it was okay. They were chilling with their Ritas, <laughs> not giving a shit. So I was like, okay, I'll get the little asshole queso. <laughs> a bigger tab means a bigger tip. So I asked the kid, small or large? This little fucker says medium. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> so through clenched teeth, think like when you were little and in the store, and your mom was pissed and trying to make a scene. Not trying <laughs> and to make not a scene. trying to make a scene. Oh, they do that level. Yep. I said, I said small or large. <laughs> he behaved the rest of the meal. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. <laughs> she put the fear of God in that oh, one. Fuck yeah. That's my favorite story because I'm sorry, little kids are the worst, <laughs> especially when like they start thinking on their own and having their <laughs> own feelings. Well, <laughs> no, not no. Well, I'm going to say a lot of it has to do with the parents. If the parents are just go over there and do whatever you want, we're going to get drunk. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays the parents don't have a fucking choice. Like, <laughs> you just have to if, get drunk. If your kid wants to tear shit up, what are you going to do? Like you can't beat them. Like when I was a kid, <laughs> You can't fucking beat them. Like it, it is frowned upon. No, it, Johnny. Yes. No, don't pull that sconce off the wall. <laughs> it looks like it cost four thousand dollars. Don't light the restaurant on fire, honey. That's my 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 wife and I. We have our son is going to be three at the end of September, so we are going through the fun part of. Uh, him developing his own thoughts and feelings, as Jay has said. <laughs> and sometimes it's great. And then other times he is a little terror. And I can say for, you know, for years, I remember being out uh, and going to bars or restaurants and you would see parents with, you know, they uh, back then you, you wouldn't pop down an iPhone, but you'd have something, some sort of video or something to keep them entertained. You'd be like, oh, geez, giving your kid a screen or whatever. No, I totally get it now. Because they weren't doing it for them. They were doing it for the people around them. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what we do. If yeah. if needed, it doesn't happen all the time. But if we're out at a restaurant and our, our son is starting to get bored or it's late or whatever, you pop something on the phone and he's all set. 
And honestly, we can deal with it because we deal with it every day. Yeah. But yeah. I am concerned for the people next to me that may not have kids, may not want kids, may maybe their kids are all grown up and they just want to enjoy their night out. And they don't want my kid on an off night losing his shit because oh, yeah. I only had three color cray- crayons and yeah. you wanted five. <laughs> Where's the fucking grain? <laughs> I, I swear I'm going to get shivved one day. It's going to happen. <laughs> just bring the wrong color. It's I I certainly have changed over the years of you know you do what you can to help the kids and but you you're right parents do have to take a certain amount amount of responsibility and as much if I want to go out and get drunk we're not heading out with the kid right we're inviting my mom over my mom's gonna watch the kid and we're taking off that's what we're doing that's what we're doing tomorrow it's perfect I tell you what we could open your eyes if you came to Southern California because out here i'm sure it's everywhere there is no oh let's go to the brewery you're gonna have uh, probably the same amount of kids and strollers as you do adults drinking beer oh yeah wow every oh yeah everywhere you go (laughs) yeah because like we were saying earlier there's i mean san diego i don't know if it still is but it was kind of like the mecca of craft breweries for a while and you'd go to a brewery and it would be running wild with children yeah. and there's no food being served it's yeah. just beer and you're like what what are they like what, how are these children being entertained how the fuck are you and a- mom and dad are getting shit faced in yeah. the corner how are you insane? not allowed in a bar but this little fucker's around <laughs> allowed to run around here like a, a fucking nuts. ape on meth oh yeah no that's in, yeah. in a brewery it's crazy it's crazy and it's everywhere around here see we've been <laughs> i get it you, you gotta you gotta get it out you know yeah we should that's get some uh brewery workers on here <laughs> oh brewery workers can oh or holy it, shit they'll, they'll tell you some story anybody anybody in the restaurant industry like oh, yeah. my my wife used before she got into radio did did waitressing and she can tell you all sorts of stories about that fucking world and oh yeah some people again some people are great and some people are oh yeah freaking awful they when it the comes worst. to their food too like people oh yeah lose oh, yeah. their mind yeah it's it's unfortunate i mean i am i am understanding to a point yeah and there's been a few times i've been out and i've received god-awful service and i don't think i did anything wrong maybe i did but i'm pretty sure i didn't yeah but man there's usually we understand we get it yeah you can tell like if you go into a place and it's super busy and they're shorthanded you know i tend to have a lot more patience if they're they're trying their best but sometimes you know you go into a place it's not that busy and you just get terrible service because you can tell this person hates their job and it seems like tips are just customary now like tips used to be like a reward for doing a really good job for going above and beyond. And now it's just like, well, I expect my 15 to 20%. So I don't have to do a good job serving you. And, but I also understand the tips thing because as tips have become like a customary thing, you don't get minimum wage. Yeah. You're, you're not paid very well for your hourly wage. So, so there, there are people who work for, less than minimum wage because because they get tips and i i get it i mean it's a, i feel like it's a give and take but if they're pieces of shit <laughs> i there, still we, tip well we we always fun. we always leave a tip yeah yes. but it always represents the service that you got you go above and beyond we go above and beyond the yeah. the average I, is the around the 20 percent 
depending on where you are, you use 20% as a gauge. Yeah. You go above that. If they're, if the service is awful and it's not, and it's, and you know, it's the waiter or waitress, then, then that's reflective on that. But there's, I can tell you, there's a lot of times where I know it's not the waiter and the waitress and it's, it's the kitchen the or, it's, or there, yeah. there's something else. Yeah. Or the I'm not going to punish them for it. They're yeah. doing their, they're doing their best. They keep checking on you. They explain what's going on. They're going above and beyond. Even if we get less than subpar, what we expected, the fact that I know it's not their fault and they still tried, they're still getting a good tip because yeah. they yeah. tried. And that's, that's what I base everything off of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm, I come off like a rough tumble, you know, brr. what you, <laughs> but <laughs> When we go out to eat, it doesn't matter if the if our food didn't come fast enough or our drinks didn't come fast enough or, you know, the the waiter or waitress was a little slow. It's 20 percent. That's it, because I know that if it was her, OK, or was him, OK, there, there's nothing I can do. But if it was the kitchen or or the bar, they're also taking like 15, 20% of the tip. They're, yeah. they're, you know, they're getting that percentage of the tip. And I've always been a bitch when it comes to tipping. <laughs> and I tip at least 20%, at least 20%. And if I go somewhere where I spend 15 bucks, I'll also tip. 15 bucks on top of that, just because if I was there for half an hour and they had to wait on me for half an hour, I feel bad giving them a dollar 50 or $2 and 25 cents to make up 20%. Like it, it, it's, I just can't, I feel like a dick. If I do that, you tip a hundred percent. Well, do, yeah. I mean, uh, that's you're, you're a gracious guy. If it's a small bill, yeah. if it's a very small bill and, and, and like we go somewhere and we just have, if we went to happy hour and we we were just there for one beer yeah, and we each got one beer, yeah, I'll definitely tip 100%. Oh, definitely. Interesting. Because I didn't know they, that about you. <laughs> they did the same amount of work they would do in an hour. Well, if you're sitting there for a long time nursing one beer, oh, look, yeah. If I ordered a beer and it took 45 minutes for it to come, which would never not getting a hundred percent. This actually jogged my memory. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I actually have no, no worries. I have a work related story now. Okay, Fucking look what man. you did, Jay. Let's hear it. So that. my my wife also works in radio, and we originally met through through a previous company. And occasionally we would go out on company outings to different locations where food and beverage would be, you know, given to to us as part of the part of the process, you know, part, yeah. part of the write-off, you yeah. know, whatever it may be. Our previous supervisor boss in that company was notorious for leaving awful tips. Like oh. on and this is when you go out with the staff and you've got eight plus people, 10 plus people. Like there's a lot of people to keep track of. I'm not saying that we're a pain in the ass, but there's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of stuff. Notoriously way below 20%, like just awful. Ugh. And we would always check we as best we could to see what he tipped on the card, on the company card. And then we'd always throw cash in Yeah, because he's a piece you, when, of 
Oh, he is a piece of shit. And I, I'm not going to go into it, but if I ever see him, I will throat punch the fucker. Fucking a, thank you. (laughs) He will not for that reason, but for other reasons that I will not get into, but, but um, that was one of the things that when she was telling me that, because I saw it the first time I saw it, I went, what are you, what are you doing? She's like, he's a horrible tipper. Oh, really? And then you, you look and you go, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Cause that waiter or waitress was awesome. There's no way that after 10 or 12 of us leave that they get 11% or whatever stupid oh, amount it was. It was something insulting yeah and and we we made sure to go okay we're we're always going to know that we need to do something because there's no way this person deserves that this guy's just a horrible asshole yeah don't know why he ever did it well i mean you said you wanted to throat punch him for other reasons i feel like that that tipping thing that's just kind of a an indicator as to what kind of human being he is is, you know It it speaks a lot to who he was yeah yeah. yeah, it's just so rude. I don't tip a hundred percent ever, but even if my service is bad, I I will at least tip you know fifteen to twenty percent because you never yeah. know, you never know what's going on in that person's life. Maybe something horrible mm-hmm. happened to them that day, and they're they have to go to their job because they gotta pay rent. You know, like you know, you just never know what's going Look, on in people's I, lives. I have tipped a hundred percent, but only if I'm there for half an hour and they bring my beer as soon as I. As soon as I order it and I have a $10 bill after half an hour, I'll give them a $10 tip. That's It's not a problem for me because it's 20 bucks. Yeah. And you just it's probably made bucks. their night but too. Mm-hmm. have also, well, no, because they got a $10 tip. But still, like for one beer, they yeah, probably but made their night. I'm not talking about when I'm the only person yeah, there. Yeah, I know. If we go to like a in happy a group. hour yeah. and we're in a group, they still have to deal with all the other pieces of shit <laughs> in that our, I know all of our friends <laughs> that, that we bring in. You know, I, I know they're going to have to deal with this for another couple hours. Yeah. All right. Is there anything, anything you want to plug before we go, Zach? No, I you, you had me ramble in the beginning. So I would just say su- support your indie podcasters, rate, review, however you listen. Just go and rate and review and recommend because it's so great to to help out one podcaster with one additional listener. And you you may help somebody find their next favorite podcast and you don't even know it. Yeah. And you you are so great at that on Twitter. Yes. supporting all well, the you. all the indie podcasters we really appreciate it and i know all the other podcasters appreciate it just doing my part that's all i'm doing thank you so much for joining us yes this thank been a you lot of so fun. much this has been a lot of fun i i have had i've had a blast thank you i if you want to tolerate me for another episode go ahead yeah. even before you see the the drop in downloads that's fine <laughs> i appreciate the 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 invite now we're going to get a spike. They're going to be like, Zach's on There's there. There's no such thing as a drop oh, and download. What are we going to go from like <laughs> 1,500 to, oh, they took their downloads back. <laughs> Take them. Put them back on the internet. I don't need them. Is there an undownload button? I want that. <laughs> Upload it all. Take this out of my brain. Well, thank you. I will. I will. I am open to return at any point. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. And have a good night. You too. Bye. Send us your stories by email at fmwlpod at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 310-818-3273. 
That's 310-818-3273. You can find us on all the major podcast apps. Be sure to follow and subscribe where you can. If you like what you're hearing, leave us that five-star review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, and Podchaser. You can also join us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at FMWLPod. You can support our show by just telling your friends, or you can buy us a beer over on buymeacoffee.com slash FMWLPOD. And as always, support your indie podcast. Just do it. Bye, everybody. Do it. You, you have been a gentleman and a scholar, Jay. Upstanding. Thank you. See? You're welcome. That's what I was supposed to say, right? Yeah, yes. she's still cutting okay. all that shit I gotta out. send you the money later. <laughs>